What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Jack and Lucky from the Hardwood Rundown podcast. This is episode yes, sir. 12 of The Return. Today, we are doing a season preview of the New York Knicks and the yes. LA Clippers, yes, fourth yes, yes. seed in, the, in their respective conferences. Um, let's go with... Let's go with Knicks. I think they were the most surprising team. That was like, year. wow. I still remember like just kind of the resurgence of like them coming out of nowhere. Like it was, I don't know. It was just very weird. Um, so yeah, like the rise of Julius Randle was like unbelievable. Kind of caught me by surprise, but like I kind of knew that he was a really good player and that he was kind of expecting that jump to happen. When he was in New Orleans, he was very good with, like, paired with AD, and then kind of got shipped around a little bit. Actually, no, he didn't. He went straight to New York. Fuck. He went straight to yeah. New York, I think. Yeah. But his um, first year in New York was just, like, so abysmal. Yeah, he's, he was coming off the bench. He was a six-man. Um, obviously, the coach not knowing how to use him properly. And then, look, um, Tom Thibodeau comes in and changes the entire culture, um, just, like... At a crazy, like just crazy, how he just did it. Um, Julius Randle flips the switch, turns into like a twenty-point per game scorer, eight rebounds, seven. Like just like he was, he just turned into a stat sheet stuffer. Which coming out of college is what he was known to be. Um, so like being able to come to New York, the mecca. Like there's so much pressure in New York, no matter how good or bad you are. There's always like immense pressure. Um, and to be Julius Randle, live up to it, and kind of just do your own thing, um, that was very good. So, yeah, they came out of the blocks really well. Um, Julius Randle dominating on all levels. Uh, the mid-season trade for Derek Rose, uh, he rose to the occasion. <laughs> no, but that actually, that trade changed their whole season. That cha- that was a that was a season-changing trade. Um, yeah, really good trade. Oh, it was just like... It was just impact, man. Like he was so good, um, coming off the bench, kind of leading the young, the young core off the bench. Like especially Emmanuel Quickly, who was a massive bright spot. He has got one of the best floater games I've ever seen. Um, and yeah, look, a slow rookie year from Obi Toppin. Um, but actually, in the first round, he wasn't, he wasn't like terrible. He actually kind of was being productive. He had a twenty point game, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I think he showed, he showed bright spots in his game, which kind of everyone was waiting for. Uh, Nerlens Noel, like, talk about underrated. Talk about underrated. Nerlens Noel, the man is now suing Rich Paul for millions of dollars for summary. I honestly don't even know why. I think because, like, he's got screwed out of a contract deal or something. Well, he, didn't call, he didn't call teams or he didn't call back teams who called him. Right, and like that. right. Um, okay. I don't know. He didn't know he had 84 mil. Like, just yeah. There. So. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, so crazy year from him. Like, not stuff in the stat sheet, but being able to be the defensive anchor for the four seed when people were writing you off two years ago. Um, just sh- shut up the haters. Uh, he was like, yeah, amazing front court fit next to Julius. Uh, RJ Barrett growing at a very consistent rate. Um, and his jump up from his first year to the second end of the second year was much improved. Um, so here are going to be my predictions. I've gone 45 plus. I think that's like a 45 plus wins. It's like there's 10 more games this year. I think that's a very like substantial amount. They could look if they had a miracle year, they could probably reach 50, 55. If Kemba really just is the dog that he, we all know he is, if he gets back to that, um, 
I'm really excited for their upcoming year. I think they've got all the pieces to like, not contend, but make a deep playoff run, unlike last year. Well, actually, I thought they, I always thought they were going to beat the Hawks. I always thought they were going to beat the Hawks. Um, and then kind of just collapse. Julius Randle kind of disappeared. It was kind of, it was kind of an anticlimax because he had such a great year. Yeah. And then came into the first round of the playoffs and just stunk, basically. Um, Rising Star, I've got Emmanuel quickly. I think you'll learn a lot from, like, having Kemba and Derek Rose as your two veteran point guards is like, fuck, it's, it's like heavenly. It's like so good. Um, so yeah, I think I think Emmanuel quickly will benefit a lot from that. RJ Barrett, um, he's my most improved. Having like this is this sounds stupid. Evan Fournier, having Evan Fournier there, a bona fide international superstar for his respective country, um, and still being able to basically drop fifteen a game in an NBA on an NBA team. Um, to have him in your corner as well as like all those veteran leaders, um, kind of teaching you the ways of the game still in his third year. I think he'll benefit a lot from that. And I think he'll, he can, he can probably average like upwards of 22 a game, um, especially paired with all the front court and back court pieces that are going to be around him. Cause he'll probably play the three. I'll suspect Kemba and Evan Fournier would lead the back court probably. And Derek and Emmanuel quickly will still come off the bench. Yeah. Um, team MVP, Julius Randall, self-explanatory. So impact player, wasn't too sure because they've obviously bought in Kemba. They've obviously bought in Kemba. But the impact of Derek Rose last year, um, mm. I'm not, I don't know. Like, I, it was either Kemba or Derek because I think Derek Rose is good for the bench and Kemba's good for the starters. So I think you can have both of them be your impact players. But I think, I think it's more so Kemba because he's kind of like your star piece that you needed last year to really make a deep playoff run. He's not, he's never made a deep run in the playoffs. Well, he had a, what, he had a deep run. Oh, with so in the bu- in the bubble, they only made the second round, I think. So, yeah. like, he's not accustomed to deep playoff runs, but neither is his team. So, like, I'm expecting a second round exit for the Knicks if they were to make if they make the playoffs. I reckon it's a second round exit. Yeah. But you've got the foundational pieces that can help you in the years to come, and I think that's something really special, and that's the thing that not a lot of teams have. Um, like he obviously got so much high upside in like Obi Toppin and RJ Barrett and Ellis mm. well, who's like aging a little bit, but he's still like he's an elite rim protector. He's athletic. Um, he can actually shoot free throws. Um, so I mean, they've, yeah, they've got some very good core pieces that they can kind of build now and then rely on in the future. Um, that's what I take out of the Knicks. Um, sneaky star. I've gone Obi Toppin. I think it's like this. He had the he had the rookie slump. Yeah. For a lot, for a big chunk of the season, um, and I think this is his sophomore year's where people will start to see what he's truly capable of. Um, also, this is like completely unrelated. This just popped into my head. The Cavs are like almost front runners for Ben Simmons. You just saw that. Yeah. What did I say? I I, oh yeah. I didn't even. What did I say? Fuck. Fuck. I hope so. I what? Hope so. What's um, what were the? Quickly, what the trade? Was no, it, no, there was no trade. Like there was no, no like mock the trade. Be? Oh, it would be, it would be Sexton, Kevin Love, and like a few yeah. picks. I don't, I don't really want Kevin Love to be honest. Yeah, but like I think, I think if we're just getting right off topic now. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. No, but I think I think he's I think Kevin Love's still good. He's a he's still, he's good, still yes. a good. 
And I think he fits off the he's he's a good bench piece. Um yeah. anyways. Um sorry. Your turn <laughs> your turn. <laughs> your turn for the Knicks. Ah, bang. <laughs> um Knicks, I I I like they're probably one of my favorite rosters in the league. They have such a good mix of like vets and young um young stars. Um and honestly with the sneaky star impact player and the rising star and like most improved pick, I feel like so many guys could have gone in there. It, it could have filled those different spots. So like the impact player I've got in as well, just defensively, he's that anchor. Can go one through five. I I've always been such a big fan of him ever since his like Philly days. And yeah. you remember when they had Okafor, Noel and um Embiid? And then they yes. chose the yeah. Take the chance, or well, they chose to keep Okafor, and then get rid yeah. of Noel. Which ah, I still, to this day, I don't understand why you would do that. Yes, Okafor I is just a post player. That's, <laughs> that's all he is. Like Noel, Noel had like so much more upside. If if you can see where the NBA is going, you can say, oh, no, Noel's going to be a more serviceable player as time goes mm. on. You but know? bro, Jalil Okafor is the goat. Because you kept him at six, at six man, lock him down for like four years, and look at the look at the team they'd probably have now. Like mm, anyway, definitely. Um, sneaky star. This is a bit different, but I, I Mitch Robinson, um, not as like a star, obviously, but basically his production in like per minute and stuff like that. He goes out there. He he's really good defender. Protects the rim, grabs boards. Um, you, know, you can lob it up to him. I think he'll have like a. I mean, he's probably off the bench, but I don't know what they're going to do because Noel came into the lineup to start when Robinson got injured. So, yeah. Wondering where they'll put him, but I think he'll have like a really, like a sneaky, like really good season. Um, and then, like, a, I think another sneaky star would be like also like Obi Top, and I think he'll have an, mm-hmm. uh, a sophomore, like, like rise, yeah. Compared to his rookie season, for sure. Um, team MVP Randall. Um, I think RJ Barrett can get to that like twenty, like four and four type of thing. Yeah. Um, I think definitely this season. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's um he's a really like interesting player because he's like he's not crazy good at anything as a scorer, but he can really do everything. Like he can, he can catch and shoot, he can create his own. He can use his, he uses his body really well when he's slashing, like he'll get, get a bit of room. Yeah. So yeah, he's interesting for that. Uh, rising star, um, manual quickly. That's a pretty, wow. That was a quick answer. All right. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm always quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so I predict another like a really big year. I say I also say second round appearance, and I think that will, I think that might even like get them more interest from a star going into next free agency, or yeah, or at sure. least put them in a place so they can trade some of those pieces and, and get someone else. I think Fournier will be better than people think. Like I didn't, I wasn't a fan of it at the start, but I still think having a guy like him, um, just like a really skilled vet. Um, on a yeah. team that is hungry to win, like definitely. Knicks are um, were number one in terms of points allowed last year, opponent field goal percentage, and opponent three 
point percentage. They are mm. they are ridiculously good defensively, and like I didn't crazy, really, crazy. I didn't really think crazy. they were like that. Um, but that's the thing. He adds some offense, and you you lock down your core of like you got you. Oh, you bring Kemba in as well. More offense, like yeah. Um, I yeah, I I go forty eight wins to be honest. Um, yeah. And yeah, it can go either way, but I just based off how they were last year defensively, and they're adding offensive pieces. They've locked down their core. Um, yeah, I reckon. I I say bold prediction. They can beat out the Sixers for a top three seed. Oh I, I wow! Predict, I, Fuck. I, I predict Sixers will have a, a decline this year, based off the fact if Ben is traded. As much yeah. as people hate Ben Simmons, if he's not on there, they aren't a number one seed. You know? If, oh, they're not a number one seed if he's yeah, not there? If he's, yeah, if he's not on the team, they I don't think they're a number one seed, in my opinion. I think, I think it just depends on who you get in return. Like, I think... Oh, I feel bad for Ben because it's like... He affects the game in so many ways, yeah. and it's all because of his confidence. That's why he fucking... Like, that's why everyone's hating on him and why he's going to be out of Philly soon. Yeah. It's just his confidence has taken a massive hit because, like, he didn't take a fucking... He didn't go up for a dunk when they were down. Oh my god, that's he still he still affects the game in so many ways. He's yeah. one of the he's the second best defender in the league. He's the best on ball defender in the league. Mm. It's like second best over, Yeah, I know, I know, but he's yeah. so like he's elite at three things finishing, playmaking, and defending. Yeah. Shooting is not there. The only thing that people want him to do is shoot the fucking ball. They don't care if he makes it or not. That's the whole knock on him. Yeah. Any NBA player, any NBA player can shoot the ball. Any yeah. NBA player. It's just about if you want to take the shot. Like fuck, if I was an NBA player, I'd be jacking up ten threes a game. Yeah. But like Ben Simmons needs that. Ben Simmons needs that confidence. Like, yeah, he's already got his back. Yeah, we, we departed um, to another Ben Simmons rant. Sorry, but, <sighs> but, um, this is what happens. That's 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 my ball prediction. I think they can beat out the Sixers for a top three seed. They need a big year, obviously. But I just look at. They they were the four seed last yep. year with the team that they had, and they've improved upon that. Adding yep. Kemba, adding Fournier, and like, yeah, I, I think they'll have a, a big year. If, if anyone out of that top three, they can beat out the Sixers for that. Um, but yeah, that's that's bold. We'll sure. See if that happens. Um, but yeah, that's that's my Knicks forty eight wins. Go Clippers. The Knicks. Ah, uh, uh, wow, Clippers. This is a very this is they are very interesting. Um, and not like they didn't have a bad season, like by any means at all. Um, I think they were just inconsistent. Um, and that mainly comes from Kawhi being out with load management and obviously missed a lot of games with that ACL injury. Um, like when they were, when they needed to make the deep playoff run, they needed Kawhi there to, they could have been, they would have beaten Phoenix if they had Kawhi. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And I think they, I actually think they might have beaten the Bucs. Or it would have been more of a series if they played the Bucs. Um, so PG was very, like, I'm not saying he's very inconsistent, but he kind of, oh, I don't know. When, it, when you need him to perform, he's inconsistent. Um, yeah. And he was inconsistent in the playoffs, but when it kind of, when it came to Utah in those later games, he really, like, he grew into his own, but he need like, for a guy that's an elite scorer to not be able to make two free throws in clutch time—that's concerning. Uh, it, it just, and that happened. So well well. That happened a lot of. That happened a lot of times in that Phoenix series and yeah. Utah. Um, but nonetheless, 
I think he had poor showings at times against Phoenix. If he had a better, if he had a better series, I think they could have pushed seven. Um, but I never saw them beating the Suns with no Kawhi. Um, my predictions this year: fifty plus wins, and this is all. This is all dependent on Kawhi being healthy. Yeah. Um, PG, if he has a great year or not. The, I, I do like. I do like the addition of Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Um, and I think he'll. I think he will help defensively, um, and I think he'll work well with like players like Terrence Mann, who have kind of grown a lot, and Reggie Jackson. Um, I think having a veteran, having a veteran backcourt in Bledsoe and Reggie Jackson will really help players like. Tangeman and Justice Winslow, who is on the Clippers now too, and I think that's a really good bench fit. Like coming on and having Justice Winslow, Winslow being able to freely run your offense, um, I think that's really a really good um, signing for them. Uh, rising star going Terrence Man, he showed he is the man in the playoffs, and he kind of. <laughs> I tried to slip some fucking puns in here and there, um, and he really just kind of, he really just kind of came out of nowhere. Like I did not expect Terrence Man to be the man. Um, but yeah, a few 30 point games, uh, really affecting like winnings. Um, what's, what's the game was it against, against Utah in that series? He literally, the whole reason Utah lost that game is because Terrence Mann was the center in a five out and was just bringing Rudy Gobert out of the, out of the paint and it just opened up for everything. Um, so he was a, he was an impact player in their playoff run. Um, and he's my rising star for next year. Most improved. The guy that got the bag, the guy that redeemed himself, Reggie Jackson, uh, I think he's going to improve again. I think he's the perfect fit um, for like what the Clippers are trying to do. Yeah. You've obviously got PG and Kawhi, who are both elite two-way, two-way players. And you literally, all you need on a Clippers team with those two players is a score at the point. And they've got Reggie Jackson to do that. He had a great playoff run. A bit inconsistent at times, but that was always going to happen because the Clippers as a team were very inconsistent. Um, I think, I just think Reggie's going to be definitely the most improved in the Clippers next year. Uh, team MVP, Kawhi, no question. And he's my impact player too, because when he's on the floor, he affects both sides of the ball and he is he is the piece to win. Like, yeah. he, impacts all, he impacts every single aspect of the game. He's a winner. Um, Two finals MVPs, two championships on two different teams. He's the guy that's going to take you to the finals. He's the guy that's going to win you a championship. I don't know if they'll do it this year. Um, I don't know if they'll. I don't know if the Clippers will ever do it because it's just like happened at a bad time. Like obviously, just Kawhi's like the piece that you need. But yes, it happened at a bad time because obviously the Nets are stacked, the Lakers are stacked, sure. Utah's stacked, Phoenix is like. Ev- Seems like half the fucking teams in the NBA have just got stacks and stacks of good NBA players. Mm. Um, the Clippers are a bit unlucky, but I think they can make they can make the Western Conference Finals again. And if they have Kawhi, Kawhi's a difference. If they make the Western Conference Finals, doesn't matter who they're versing. If they're versing the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, that is a tough series. That is a tough series to pick. That's the seven. It has to be Kawhi. Kawhi is LeBron's kryptonite. Mm. You saw that. You saw that in twenty fourteen. Um, yeah. In Miami, the kryptonite. Um, but yeah, I think I think Kawhi's the Kawhi's the missing piece. Sneaky star Justice Winslow can come off the bench, no pressure at all. He can easily average like 10, 3, and 6, 10, 3, and 5. Like he's just a he's a solid player, he's a solid piece, he's a winner. Um, he's been up and down in his career, but I think a fresh start in LA, 
with players like PG and Kawhi to really like help you grow as a player. He's still young. He's like what twenty six or something, twenty five. Mm. Still got a long ways to go. And I just think he's like he's just a really good piece for them. And I think he's not going to affect the game in too many ways. But coming off the bench and being able to just kind of control the offense and make it your own. Um, that's something that a young player always wants, and a player like Justice Winslow can flourish. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh. Is that 50 plus? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 50 plus. Yeah, 50 plus, right. I think that's a reasonable um, Yeah. Target. I say, I don't know about the Clippers. Not, again, they're like unpredictable because, mm. yeah, you never know how consistent they're going to be. Um, I say 48, but. 50, you can't, I, th- I don't think you can go wrong with 50 wins, um, yeah. 50 plus. I, I worry about the Clippers because I fear that last year might have been their best chance to actually win. Yeah. Um, if, like, they, they should have been the Suns, have, have like Kawhi been healthy. And then say, say they face the Bucks um, in, the, in the finals. They have probably the best lineup to go against the Bucks, in in my in my opinion. Like you got two elite defenders who you can switch on to um, Giannis. Also got Marcus Morris as well. Um, like you've got, I mean, probably Drew would probably shut down Reggie Jackson. You know, we, we might see that, but I, I do feel like they have the best. They had the best team last year to go against the Bucks in the finals. Um, mm-hmm. To actually challenge them, the Suns, all they were missing in that in that series was someone to defend Giannis, someone to stop him. He like fifty in the last game, so yeah. I fear the Sixers, uh, the six, the Clippers may have missed their window of opportunity, especially with all the teams that have gotten better in this postseason. Like Lakers have leveled up, um, Nets have leveled up. Like there's a there's a lot of teams that that might have surpassed them. Um, but at, at the same time, they've still improved immensely as well, adding Justice Winslow. Um, oh, my God. Who else did they add? I have a mind blank. They had Oh, Bledsoe, Bledsoe. Yeah, so adding, adding, adding Winslow and Bledsoe, who are um, good defenders, can kind of do, can do a bit of everything at their position. Uh, I think Winslow's going to learn a lot from having a scorer, a more scorer like PG, who's more like, I guess, around three-point um, line. I guess he, he that's where he does most of his damage. And Kawhi is more of like a mid-range um, threat. I think he'll learn yeah. a lot from those guys. And coming off the bench, he can have a big year. Yeah. Um, sneaky star. I got Terrence Mann. I, I don't know if he's... I wonder what their lineup's going to be. Um, I'd love for him if he could, like, like start or something like that, but I don't know yeah. how that would work. Like it, you could play Kawhi at the four, but again, it's, you have Marcus Morris, so probably not. Um, but yeah, he, he he's earned his minutes hundred percent. So he's set for a big year. Um, impact player. I've got, a, I got Winslow, but I also, the first one I had there was Nicholas Batum. Um, yeah. I think he's a really, he's been a really solid all round forward. Him and Reggie Jackson have had like a, a good resurgence in their careers. Didn't really know where they were going and no one really wanted Batum. Um, but Batum's such a solid piece for the Clippers um, as a defender, as a, as a shooter, as, as a playmaker. Um, he can play that four spot. Like he's a really solid piece. Um, mm. Team MVP, 
Kawhi, probably. <laughs> Has to be. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Rising Star. I, I, there's not much room for other young players to shine, so I'll go to Terrence Mann again. Um, yep. Showing what he did in the playoffs is like the next, the next step. Like if you're, yeah, if you're a rookie, you can put up numbers in the regular season, and that's great. But it's just showing it in the playoffs against the best team at that time, like the best team in the league, the number, number one team, um, mm. is incredible. So major yep, props sure. to him. Um, yeah, the Bledsoe signing, well, the Bledsoe trade isn't as bad as people think. Um, I don't think he's going to tweet out being, I don't want to be here. I think he's in a team where he would actually like to be. Um, and he's obviously like, he's not nowhere near LeBron, but he's always been called a me LeBron, um, as a slasher, um, as an athlete. Yeah. Worst comparison. (laughs) Uh, I mean, his time in Phoenix, he was a, he was a dog. Like he was not me LeBron. Can't disrespect them, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, Clippers are a really, really solid team overall. As, as like as individual defenders, they are probably like definitely in the top five. Yeah. Um, I just hope for a healthy season for them. They always get clowned on, but if you have Kawhi on your team, you see what he did in the Raptors. Now yeah. that was like the perfect place for him to shine, but he still has a great place for him. Uh, a, a decent system for him to shine here. He just needs to stay healthy. Like, yeah, he's healthy. They are in the finals. I, I believe that's sure. that's what I think. Um, PG's got to be consistent. But if Kawhi is doing his thing, he's yeah. There's there's no one. I don't think there's anyone who can really stop him. In my opinion, mm. just based off how he ran through teams in that 2019 year. Um. Yeah, so hoping for health for Kawhi and the rest of the Clippers. I see 48 to like 50 wins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, both these teams, I think they can make that jump into that top three seed um, based off off-season signings, um, based off you know the what-ifs, whether Kawhi is healthy, um, yeah. whether certain players on, on the Knicks are healthy as well. Yeah, so I, I'm excited for, for both teams. I feel like I say that every episode, but um, yeah, off season is so exciting. I, I love it. It's like that's probably more exciting than the season sometimes because you get so excited to see different teams come together. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm keen. Yeah, uh, two very very exciting teams. Um, mm. I think I think the Knicks are going to take the NBA by storm. That's a big prediction. Um. Mm. I kind of agree with Lockie. Um, they can definitely be a top three seed. Like, I just think there's so much camaraderie there and there's yeah. so much... There's not a lot of adversity anymore. Cause it's like they've made the playoffs. They came out of nowhere. I don't think there's much pressure mm. as there as there was. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, two teams that are very exciting, two teams that will improve off last year. Mm. And um, I'm very excited to see where that leads. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's... Episode 12. 12, fuck. Three episodes to go. Of the return. Uh, we're going to film the next one after this, which is Bucks and Nuggets, I believe. Yeah. Two, three seeds. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys very much for watching. Um, and yeah, let's go. Boston Celtics 2K22 franchise coming in a week. I need to play, I need to play my career. I need to play my career and then I'm going to play my <laughs> NBA.
Duty calls. Yeah, duty calls. The boys call. Hey, let's go. Right. Let's Thanks, go, guys. baby. Thank you.